It's time to take a look around the NFL with our weekly visit from John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. You need to see a dog make a play. No puppies. I need a dog to make a play. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And John McClain, I know, is working around the clock, covering everything from the NFL to free agency, everything going on with the Texans, including with quarterback Deshaun Watson. I know, John, that that's the topic of the top of the topics for you right now in Houston uh, because Deshaun Watson's name is very intriguing. So let's just cut to it, man. What's the latest and the greatest? I see a lot of teams having visits with him. What's going on with, with Deshaun Watson right now? He just completed his second day of depositions in the 22 civil suits accusing him of sexual assault and misconduct and harassment, and he's got more to come. Teams have made offers. The Texans are letting teams, giving teams permission to meet with him, and he's telling the Texans what teams he wants to meet with. Now, I understand Carolina, New Orleans, Atlanta caught me off guard because they've got Matt Ryan and a huge salary cap problem, and Watson counts $35 million toward the salary cap. Cleveland, which makes no sense to me because Texans have no interest in Baker Mayfield, and uh, and the Browns are play um, the banks of Lake Erie and have the worst weather in the NFL. Never had a four thousand yard quarterback, and a guy likes to throw for forty five hundred to five thousand yards. That would not be the stadium to play in. And Carolina, close to his hometown in Gainesville, Georgia. Atlanta, Watson spends a lot of time in Atlanta because his good friend and quarterback coach, Quincy Avery, lives there. And the Saints need a quarterback. Uh, the Texans would like to get three ones and two twos or two young defensive starters on their first contracts. The problem, too, is Watson has a no-trade clause. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, and this is what I'm writing in a column on right now. Uh, say the Panthers were to offer three first-round picks, two second-round picks, and two defensive starters like Ian Brian Burns and safety Jeremy Chin. That would take care of the Texans' two biggest needs on defense. And say New Orleans came back and said, eh, we'll give you two ones and a two. Well, that's not fair. But what if Watson says, okay, I'm not going to Carolina. I'm only going to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And if the general manager, Nick Casario, were to take that, He'd look ridiculous. So their only option is to say to him, you take this deal to Carolina or we're going to let you sit out a second season, and yes, we'll pay you $35 million. The Rockets are paying John Wall $40 million not to play this season. <laughs> That's chump change to multi-billionaire NFL owners, and we'll just let you sit out another season. Come to work every day, go to meetings, work out by yourself, and go home. Is that what you want? So it's going to turn into a game of chicken. And so hopefully, though, for the Texans and Watson's sake, all the offers are similar, and, and whatever team he chooses, as he did Miami last season when they were going to make that deal for three ones, a three and a five before it fell, out, fell apart at the trade deadline, that hopefully they'll all be uh, close enough where the Texans will not get jobbed. Right. Is this is this one of those situations that you feel like the the deadline for this is just up in, up until the 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 basically the eve of the draft? 
I would think that you would have to done this, do this by the draft. There's people in the national media think it'll be done tomorrow at three o'clock. Something. There's a couple of things to think about, Q, and this makes sense to me. Even though criminal charges were not filed by the grand jury on Friday against Watson, doesn't mean he's innocent. Just means the grand jury didn't think the prosecutor could convict because of the evidence. So whoever trades for him, there's going to be a lot of controversy by a big segment of the media, social media, and fans. They're going to look at those 22 civil suits, and they may start looking at those suits, and there are some really sordid accusations in those lawsuits. And if he does not reach settlements with non-disclosures, say he was being traded to the Raiders, then then some of his accusers could call you up and say, hey, Q, I want to tell my story about Deshaun Watson. And people listening would be appalled at the accusations. Hmm. But he says he, his side says he's not settling. The plaintiffs say they're not settling. All I know is right before they were going to get that done in Miami, they were scrambling to get them settled, and they came up four short, and so it fell apart. Wow, interesting, very interesting, and you bring up a really, really good point as far as the fan base and 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 all the other people kind of uh, looking at it and saying, "Wait a minute, I I I don't understand why you're even making a move like that." And I think that's where I'm at. I don't understand how they can even fully move forward with this with all those accusations still there, those civil suits still there. I, I don't understand how you could even move forward. So uh, that's you. You also got excuse me. You also have to worry about Roger Goodell. Right now, is he going to let him off the hook and say, "Well, you missed last season." That's enough punishment. Or is he going to say, okay, we're going to suspend you for six or eight games, then he would appeal to try to get it cut back, which is his right. But the bottom line is this. At some point, the legal issues are going to be behind him. The suspension is going to be behind him. And he's a great quarterback. He can be a great quarterback for another 10, 12, 13 years. And something that the new team's going to want assurances we don't want a repeat of your bad judgment. Mm-hmm. We've had that we know of 42 masseuses in two years. That's a little many. Wow. We want some guarantee for you that when you get a massage, it's going to be somebody that works for the team or the team uh, recommends. Right, absolutely. We're talking with John McClain here from the Houston Chronicle on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. My man DeMond's got one. Yeah, John, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but my question is, what these teams that are requesting meetings with Deshaun Watson, what are the questions that they're asking him besides, hey, if we made a trade for you, would you want to come here? Well, I would imagine some of the things I just talked about, they're going to ask him. Of course, they're going to ask him about the lawsuits. They may ask him about details of the lawsuits. I would think they'd say, okay, well, you admit you made some bad decisions, when you get to our team, will you do things for women's organizations, donate money, maybe your time, but don't just come in and expect to play without having to do anything to repair your reputation. He said in his statement after the grand jury decision that he knew he had to repair his reputation. He's ready to get started in that. One of the ways to do it is to be transparent in what, Happened to you. Now, he's never going to say he's guilty, but he could say, I use bad judgment, and I've learned from it. I'm not going to do it again, and I'm going to donate to this organization and that organization. I'm going to help raise money and just get to know me 
and give me a chance. Before the lawsuits piled up a year ago, you know, everybody loved Deshaun Watson. The players, the fans, the coaches, the media, everybody liked Deshaun Watson. Right. He's right. He's right. He was like the mayor of Houston. <laughs> he was the guy who could do no wrong in Houston until he could. Again, we're talking with John McClain here from the Houston Chronicle on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Now, free agency, the, the tampering period has been opened up. Of course, the league year starts tomorrow afternoon. Uh, have you been surprised by some of the money that's been rolled out for some, some players so far, including Christian Kirk? Always. I mean, that's always the case. Last year, New England spent an incredible amount of money on tight ends. They did not get their money's worth. Uh, if you look at what the Jaguars are doing, and it's not the first time they've won March. Right. They like to win March because they can't win any other time. And when I say win, I'm not talking about the talent of the players. I'm talking about the money they spend. And you brought up Christian Kirk, a slot receiver from Texas A&M, who's a native of Arizona. Mm-hmm. And it, what a great deal for him. He should be buying his agent, a new Ferrari, or something to avoid him for that unbelievable contract. But the Jaguars right now, what they're spending blows me away. They take an opposite approach to the Texans. They were the two worst teams in the AFC South. The Texans swept the Jaguars again. That's four years in a row. And the Texans are being very judicious. They're not going to spend big money on a free agent until they're competitive again. And that would probably be next year where the Jaguars are spending money on free agents, hoping it will make them competitive now. And they've been the worst team in the league the last two seasons. And what's strange about it, they sign all these players from other teams, and then they get rid of one of their best defensive players for quite a lot of miles jack. He's got to be excited because now, like a lot of veterans who are cut, you have a chance to go play for playoff teams. What are your thoughts on, and Raider Nation right now is kind of up in arms because the Raiders haven't done anything. And you mentioned New England last year. They spent a lot of money, but the Raiders haven't done really anything yet. Uh, would you be concerned about that at this point, or do you think it's just kind of the slow approach? Cincinnati has $62 million under the cap, the most in the league. Have you seen them do anything? They haven't gotten a quarterback. They need a quarterback. But their fans have come to accept the fact they're not going to blow a lot of money. They want to re-sign their players. You know, if you spend money to re-sign your players like Crosby, right. that sends a message to your other players. If you play hard and practice hard and you do the things we want you to do, you will be rewarded. You can't tell me, Q, that when Christian Kirk gets to Jacksonville, there's not going to be bad blood on that roster from players who've been busting their butt trying to get a deal like that, and they don't, and they give it to a guy from Christian Kirk who was the third-best receiver for Arizona. and that, But usually there's not resentment if you spend that money on your players. I remember the celebrations last week when Crosby agreed yep. that deal. Be more concerned that you don't let your good players get away. Plus, they're going to have to sign car to an extension, so I would have a little faith and what they're doing with the Raiders. All right, John, I know it's early, but of the teams that have made moves, the Buccaneers bringing back Tom Brady, getting Shaq from New England, the Chargers making a bunch of moves. What teams have impressed you the most with the moves that they have made? Well, the Chargers, when you've got a quarterback, he's great, he's on his rookie contract. That's when you make moves. They made the trade for Khalil Mack, and then they 
got the best free agent available, Jackson to play corner. So if you're going to be in that division, you better be able to get the quarterback and you better be able to cover it. I like what the Chargers have done. They re-signed their receiver, Mark Williams, before mm-hmm. he hit free agency. So I like what they've done. They've been judicious, not afraid to spend big when they had to and when they had it. So I like what they've done. Now, the Bucks they didn't bring back Brady. He brought them back. And, <laughs> right. and they lose. They lost one of their best guards, Alex Capital, Bengals. And they made that trade for Shaq Mason. And so I think you'll see now some of the nine guys whose contracts are expiring, they'll come back for the minimum with a chance to win some, make some bonus money based on what they do now that Brady's back. Brady coming back not only is great for the Bucks, it's great for the NFL. Think of the TV people that are making a schedule. Bucks are playing in, in Germany. First to the regular season game in Germany. Now they can promote Brady and a team that's a threat to win the Super Bowl. The only people not happy about Brady, Saints, Panthers, <laughs> and uh, uh, my Falcons. Yep, <laughs> the guys that got to play Brady. <laughs> the guys that got to play him twice a year. And, John, just got a couple more questions for you. What did you think of uh, the move that happened earlier today with the Cowboys and Randy Gregory? Looked like he was returning to Big D, and now he's in, well, in Denver, in the AFC West. <laughs> Well, first of all, it was announced by his agent, Peter Schaefer, he was staying. Then it got out that he left because the Cowboys were trying to sign him to a contract that would give them financial relief if he got suspended. And he's been suspended a lot. Yes. And they stuck with him, and he turned his life around. But it turns out all their players signed that contract. It's standard for the Cowboys. Clarence Hill, who covers the Cowboys, put that out on Twitter and a lot of people should pay attention because they just blew it. And the Cowboys didn't do anything that they don't always do. Giving him, being willing to give him 72 mil and 28 guaranteed, that's showing a lot of faith. And the guy's been very, very unpredictable and unreliable since he was second round pick. Right, absolutely. And final question for you, Devontae Adams, it's been reported that, well, one, he said he's not playing on the franchise tag. Don't doubt him. Don't, I don't blame him for that at all. And then it's also been reported that he turned down a $23 million a year contract. What are your thoughts on Adams, and do you think they'll get it done in Green Bay? Well, first of all, he can flap those yaps all he wants right now. <laughs> but if you hold out a training camp, it's $50,000 a day. And it can't be forgiven. That's why players like Deshaun Watson show up. And as long as Adams doesn't find you, doesn't sign his franchise tag, he cannot be fined. If he signs it, then he's got to be there. So they they knew they're going to give him a new contract. They'll get it done. You know why? Because Aaron Rodgers wants it done. <laughs> right. Rodgers probably put it in his contract. Uh, let me put this little uh, addendum down here. You got to sign Devontae Adams. A multi-year deal. Right, exactly. I was saying the same thing. There's no way he comes back if he doesn't think Devontae Adams is going to be there. Uh, that's his running buddy. So, uh, yeah, I expect him to be fully back in Green Bay as well. But it's interesting to see how it all shakes out. Well, John, great stuff as always. What do you got coming out on Texas Sports Nation we need to be on the lookout for? Lots of stuff about Deshaun Watson and free agency. Guys, I appreciate it very much. Q and mind y'all have a great rest of the week. And tell those Raider fans to come off the ledge 
You don't want to win March. There it is. There it is. The great John McClain right there. That's a mic drop moment right there, Raider Nation. You don't want to win March. It's not about the offseason. It's about the regular season and the postseason. That's when you want to be winning. But I know because it's easy for me to do, too. It's easy for me to look at the big fish and say, go get them. Go get them. And, hell, I'm even saying go make a move for Devontae Adams if you can. I'm saying it right now. If you can, go do it. But I understand. If you don't, be confident in what you do. Be confident with what you do. And I think that that Dave Ziegler, I think that Champ Kelly, I think that Josh McDaniels, I think they all have that patience and understanding and have a plan with what they're going to do. I will say this. It's irritating the hell out of me, by the way. Let it off your chest. I am. I am so sick and tired, and this is like small issues. I don't even like to say it's a problem. It's more like a challenge to overcome for us that are on Twitter all the time. I'm so tired of all these fake-ass reports on Twitter. All these different fake, different uh, you know accounts. Oh, this team is doing this. This team. There was just a tweet that I just saw that was, oh, uh, Tyron Matthew is at the airport in Las Vegas, and they had a picture of the guy. Look, nothing like Tyron Matthew. Like I don't get it. I don't get it. There was a report over the weekend. Oh, DJ Chark is signing with the Raiders. He's in Vegas. Guess what? A lot of people are in Vegas. And I you know, did see that. I did yeah, see that. Yeah, you know where he signed? He went to Detroit on a one-year deal. Had to go somewhere fun. Just because someone's in Vegas doesn't mean that they're signing with the Raiders. By the way, Vegas is a place that a lot of people come. Just saying. So that was actually a two-parter. One, the Twitter accounts are pissing me off. Two, just because someone shows up in Vegas don't mean that they're going to be playing in Vegas. Also, don't believe everything you see on Twitter. Please don't. Please don't. It's ridiculous. I Man, the... The day that I'm able just to sign off and sign off and never sign back on is going to be a good day. Now, hopefully. Come on, Q. What about the people? No, I know. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I, I was about to say, hopefully that's like, you know, 20 years from now when I don't have a job anymore to do and I don't, you know, I could pass the sticks on to you and you can carry on the torch. Then, you know, that's fine. But right now I got I to gotta learn you how to carry before you can carry the torch. You yeah, know what but I mean? Q and all the people, even when you're like 67. No, they won't. going to be no, like, they won't. Q, what you think about the they team? They won't give a damn about what I got to say. <laughs> They won't give a damn. They said Q sitting somewhere on the couch chilling. He's too lazy to get up. He's still walking around Vegas. No, as long as your voice working, I think you're still going to be working. <laughs> no, like Ed Grady said, yeah, exactly. the wife ain't going to let that happen. The wife's like, you better get your ass to work. Ain't there a show you could be doing right now? Anywhere? <laughs> Anywhere. We done bought that equipment back in 2021. You better use that thing. <laughs> wife, it's 2042. I know. Better use that stuff. <laughs> Just going to do a recap show, talk about the good old days. Right. I remember. <laughs> 319 is the time. We'd love to hear from you, Raider Nation. 702-365-9200. Sam and text line 69187. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Bruce Buffer, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Hey. I like that. Because Diddy's on that. I don't know if you heard. I don't know if you heard what I was doing before the show started, Damon. I was listening to Mace. He has a new song out that's a diss track to Diddy. Now? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I said. Why now, dog? 
What now? Is it like this? Mm -mm. No, it's. I mean, he's firing shots. You know, he's talking about you ain't from Harlem. You're from this nice. Suburb. I want my money from 25 years ago. Yeah, he's saying I didn't get paid. He said you're benefiting off of death. You know, exploiting death. Pay Miss Wallace what she deserves. I mean, you know, all the all the stuff that you would think would make a good diss track. And look, it wasn't bad, but it was Mace. 20 and, years too late. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not to mention, he goes from being a rapper to a preacher. Back to being a rapper, back to being a preacher, and now he's back rapping. So when you're a preacher and then you do a diss track a couple months later and the first couple words are end this, end that, F this, and F that, you kind of lose credibility with me. No, no, no. That don't take nothing to do. That don't take nothing it away from does. His, his, his worship and the way he no, it preaches. Does. You about can't the be word a preacher God. and then come out on a diss track and drop N bombs and F bombs and all that other bombs. On, you can't. No, it don't you go know, together. You got to go back no. to that old bag. No, no. That old bag don't. That old bag tells me the new bag ain't getting you the bag <laughs> that you want. And so you decide to switch it up. And that loses all credibility with me. I'm sorry. It's like It's like fans of a team. Hey, I'm a Raider fan. Oh, man, team hasn't been winning. Hell, I'm going to be a Niner fan. That's losing credibility. You can't switch things up. You're either one or the other. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, you got to just be the holiest of holy, but you can't get on record and be a preacher and then be cussing dude out that actually helped put you on, or anybody on record. So if the if the diss track had no curse word, no, you, yeah, you yeah, been okay, okay with, with that? It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's the, just it didn't sound like it should come from a preacher. Who I never thought was a real preacher to begin with. It just, you know, it just feels like a fake. Are you saying that he's trying to scam the good people of Atlanta? Yes, yes, yes. And he's chasing the preacher bag. What did what did uh, what did Ice Cube say? Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, oh man, the mega preacher of oh, you want to see me in a private jet, yes. don't you? I think that you need to give some donations so I can get in a private jet because I need an eighteen bedroom house. Yes. And I need a private jet. And I need <laughs> my own island. <laughs> if Diddy can have it, why can't I? <laughs> what did he say, Coming to America? It rescued Gilligan from the island. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we having a good time today. Yeah, man, shout out. 702-365-9200. Very patient callers on the listener line. What, who we got up first, man? Who you want? Raider Mike. Raider Mike. Florida. What's up, Raider Mike? Yo, Raider Mike. Oh, man. Did we lose him? Oh, uh, man. He's there. Here's, I guess. Maybe he got his own mute. Raider Mike. All right. Well, we'll go to another caller. How about Matt in Hoboken? What's on your mind, Matt? Maybe it's you. No, I think nope. I think it's you. All right. Well, we're going to test this out. Okay. ABA Ivan Davis. Oh yeah, it's you. Oh dude. no, it's it, you, dude. no, it's you, dude. Okay, we got one more. Uh, it's, it's not. No, it's you. No, we it's you. We're over three. It's no, you. but if it was me, it'd be the dial tone. It'd be the eh, eh, eh. Well, you're okay. doing something wrong, Brad. <laughs> this is Brad actually, Brad. This is actually great. This is fantastic. What's going on? Oh, there he is. Say, hey, who is this? Is this Raider Brad? It's Raider Brad. Okay, well, you just saved Demond's career because boy, if he had gone over four, he was about to get booted on out of here. What's on your well, mind, man? I'm so man? glad he didn't. I'm so <laughs> glad he didn't. <laughs> so is he. Welcome to the show, my man. What's on your mind? So, you think there's still any chance that we somehow make a deal for Adams at all? 
The Raiders. I do. I do think there's a slight chance. I don't think it's a good chance, but I do think there's a slight chance. As long as he's not signed by Green Bay, there's a chance, in my opinion. What do you think compensation would look like? Uh, at least two first-round picks this one this year and one next year and and other you know like maybe a player or another pick like a second or a th- or second or third-round pick as well to go along with that. Yeah, that sounds like it'd be pretty steep. I think yeah. I'd rather draft my own guy. Maybe we get five cheap years out of him, and and maybe he ends up being our Adams. I don't know. That sounds like a lot of money and a lot of draft compensation. It is. <laughs> it is. It, it, no doubt about it. And then you got to pay the guy. So yeah, it's it's you're giving up a lot, but you're getting a lot in return. Yeah, it's tough playing catch up, but I think that if we're uh, if we're patient with this with this new regime, man, I think we we can go some places. I just think that we got to start being smarter. I think that's kind of what's bit us in the butt: the bad drafts, uh, the bad free agents, the money spent for people that aren't playing here. It's just we got to stop that. Okay. Hey, good stuff. I like the call, man. Fantastic. Great way to put it. And yeah, uh, I think that the the new regime and look, it's just a gut feeling. I think the new regime could uh, is going to do some good things as well. I just know that with it being slow out of the gates like this, everyone's uh, in panic mode. And I'm not in panic mode when it comes to Devontae and saying that, hey, I think they could make a move for him. But I still think that they could make a move until he signed. Then it's like, okay, well, then it's out the door. Uh, again, like I said to John, I don't think that they would or Aaron Rodgers would agree to come back unless he knew Adams was coming back. But at the same time, it's Aaron Rodgers, and you never know who Aaron Rodgers – I mean, he's he's the different cat. They could be pulling the okey-doke on I him. I mean, he could be like Mace. You know, he could be like Mace. Maybe he, you know, started out with a great group. Him and him and Adams were like Diddy and Mace, and now all of a sudden he's like, I'm going to be Mace, and I'm going to diss – I don't know. Well, if you want to say he's a grifter, I'll agree with that 100%. A grifter? Yes. Okay. Just going on, putting his grift – his. Of oh you know I just want to win I had to go on a cleanse get out of here man you just wanted the bag he got the bag all right exactly. he got multiple bags I mean he's he's sitting in a nice spot I ain't lying about that posting the last dance meme over a year ago and what happened you're right back in Green Bay well he yeah he's back in Green Bay with that with that bread it's always about the money who's up next Big Jose in San Jose oh Big Jose representing the 408 what's up brother. What's up, man? Hey, did I ever tell you that I'm more hipper than a hippopotamus, homie? Sprinkle me, bang. Sprinkle I'm more bang. hipper than hippopotamus. Get all up in your, like a neurologist. Had a friend like, yeah, what? I know that song. I know that song, too. It's like, hey, hey, hey we, can't have, we can't be in the bay and not know them, right? Right, Come exactly. Oh, 40 water. Hey, I want, I, I want me one of the big homies named Brown. Dwayne, Orlando, or Trenton. One of them big homies. Okay, okay. You know I mean? Yep, you know, keep, keep our quarterback upright. And the dumbest purchase I ever made, well, let me let me preface is that. I went to the last game, the last Raider game in Oakland twice, right? <laughs> they got me on that one. Right. But I don't know if that was a dumb purchase. Right. But they, City, City of Oakland got me again yesterday because last year I bought my daughter, who is a big old Matt Olsen fan, the oh. game day wore jersey that I dropped 200, 200 bucks for her to have a jersey that he actually wore in a game. And now, you know, in Atlanta. But that's all right, though, because that goes to charity. That, that cost of that jersey, but... You know, we just we just can't keep them around here, man. Right. I agree. I agree. Hey, good stuff, man. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. I like that, man. He's looking out for some car insurance. He said he wants any of the big homies, any of the Browns, man, they can protect Derek Carr, keep him upright. I'm not mad at that at all. And, you know, it's funny. I've been trying to think throughout the course of the show what the dumbest purchase I've made so far. I don't think I've made that dumb purchase, but I know I've wanted to. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've bought a lot of dumb jerseys. Don't get me wrong. So what have you been close to buying? And maybe the wife just stepped in. Um, yeah, she steps in on everything. Like, I almost pulled the trigger on a Ricky Henderson jersey. See, what happens is I get on the internet and start looking for purchases after she falls asleep. She usually falls asleep pretty 
because, you know, she like lives normal hours where you know what time I'm up because you see me tweeting out and you're like, dude, go to bed. But I don't. I'm up. And so I'll get on the Internet and I'll start looking at, hey, this would look good in the in the studio. Hey, this would. And I start looking at stuff like that. Like we saw at that at that art store that I was talking about in Caesars. I saw a Kobe Bryant hologram. That was awesome. And I almost convinced myself to buy it. I think it was like 400 bucks. And I was like, well, it's worth it. And then as I was walking around the store, I was like, what am I thinking? I'm not, I'm tripping. Like, I'm not buying that. That's 400 freaking dollars. So, no, that would have been a purchase that I'd be mad at today. Like, right now, I'd be mad at myself right now. I would. Come on, man. That's why you like these, are, it's worth the memories. No, it's not really. Come on. It's not, it's really not. It's Something really you not. can show off to people. No, there's certain things that I have, and you've been to my house. There's certain things that I have that is nice memorabilia. I like to get things organically. Like, and I haven't decorated the house yet because we're renting. So I don't have the house that I actually want to live in yet. I'm just renting. But I have a lot of music memorabilia that I can't that you can't get. Like you saw my picture with Janet Jackson. That's not something I could buy. So that's the kind of stuff that I want. I want the stuff that just happens. And it's like, oh man, that was dope. You know, where was Q when he did this? I got a picture with Diddy. I'll, and if I said, run into him, be like, I got your back, Diddy. Forget Mace. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, man. He, yo. What else do I mean? I have some cool memorabilia that's not stuff that I bought. The only thing that I have signed is this Gabe Jackson mini home <laughs> that we have in studio. That's the only like that's signed it, huh? sports memorabilia that, and then they get rid of them in the offseason. Caller number nine. <laughs> I'm kidding. You want a Gabe Jackson right. mini helmet? Autograph mini helmet. I did buy, I did win. Okay, I did have one purchase I bought, and really I didn't buy it, it was my dad. But I was a, a big Tim Hardaway fan back in the day. Oh, I do have two now. I was a big Tim Hardaway fan back in the day. Still a big Tim Hardaway fan. He was a hell of a player for the Warriors. Uh, but I, I was such a fan that I wanted to get an autograph from him. And I didn't realize I was still I was a kid. So I didn't realize how the game worked. So I knew that he was going to be at some, it wasn't Lids at the time. It was some like hat store like that or whatever. And so I convinced my dad to take me there. I didn't know that you had to buy something. So my dad had to buy something for me to get an autograph from Tim Hardaway. I thought it was going to be like, man, I'm going to be. And I saw the line was short. And I was like, oh, this is cool. We're going to go up there and say what's up to Tim Hardaway. We're going to rap a little, going to talk a little bit. And it was like, next, Tim Hardaway. Boom. No, no, no personalization, no nothing. So that was kind of disappointing. That kind of hurt my feelings. Kind of still upset about that. Dang. Yep. Cold and then the, world out here. And the, yeah, cold game. And then the other purchase that I made that was dumb, me and my boy Corey, we went in on uh, courtside seats to a Warrior game. This is when Warriors stunk. They were bad. The only, the only time that you ever went to go see their games was whoever's coming in. You know what I mean? Like, whatever team they were playing, that's who you went to see. But, you know, we're up there and it's something to do. So we'd go to the Warrior game. So we bought courtside seats to go see the Lakers. And I was a huge Eddie Jones fan. Big Eddie Jones fan. And obviously Shaq was on the team. And I think Dennis Rodman was on the team. There was, they, had a, they had a hell of a squad, right? And so I was excited to see that team, and I was going to be sitting courtside. Well, that game, or that day, Eddie Jones got traded. Dennis Rodman was like a no-show. I don't know what happened with De- Dennis Rodman. Maybe he got cut. I don't know. I, that was like his last like, season yeah, exactly. of like, being a player yeah. in the league. I, and I just liked Dennis Rodman because he was a clown. I just, but, I, but he was a damn good player, so I liked him. So Eddie Jones got, he got cut. Or no, he got traded. And then Shaq gets, he fouls out, not fouls out, but he gets a technical and he gets kicked out the game like in the first quarter. So I was angry because the guys that I wanted to see, I couldn't see. Maybe they still was. Nick Van Exel still on the team? Um, I don't remember. Maybe. Sure, there was some player. There was you... nobody I wanted to see. I was an Eddie Jones fan. No, who's an Eddie Jones fan? Nobody. Nobody's. Eddie Jones' kids aren't Eddie Jones fans. Hey, man, dang, take it easy. No, I'm serious. <laughs> no, nobody says, oh, man, I'm an Eddie Jones fan. But I was. I was a big Eddie Jones fan. 
Rock that number six. I even had that. That was my hoop it up number, number six, just for Eddie Jones. I mean, it, it got serious. Wow, that that's a very obscure fandom right there. No, it is. The Eddie Jones fan club. Yeah, exactly. I'm the only member. member the yeah. president and the only member. And he got traded. He got traded to Miami. I think it was Miami. The day that I uh, that that I was going to the game to see him. Yeah. Dang. I don't have a, an autograph story. I remember one time I went to a Grizzlies game, and we were on the court. That's why Mike Conley will always be one of my favorite players. He was there talking to us, playing with us kids, you know, hooping it up. Yeah. And this is his rookie year, and it's like, yo, Mike Conley's the man to me. But then when it came time for, like, the players that come out before the game and they're going to sign stuff, yeah. I didn't have none for them to sign. <laughs> so it was just a real – maybe it led me to this career. I was just asking them questions. Oh, there you go. But it was just a real man. I remember I asked the uh, the coach at the time, Mark Ivoroni, I said, uh, you guys get the number one pick because they were bad. Who would you pick? It was Derrick Rose or Michael Beasley. And he said, I take Beasley. And that's why he ain't the coach no more. <laughs> How would you? Well, I mean, Michael when, Beasley in college was a hell of a player. Derrick Rose was Derrick Rose. We were right here in Memphis. I understand. Oh, I was praying they would have got the number one pick. Well, I mean, oh, and neither man. one of their careers really went where they were supposed to. Hey, give me an MVP. Yeah, yeah. Well, how's that working out with the Knicks? Yo. I was a D Rose fan though too. I like Derrick Rose a lot too. But you know, hey man, hey, like the greatness. You can't, yo. <laughs> got to think about the good times. Don't be, don't be sad that it's over. Be happy that you got to experience it. Uh, we got a text from uh, Big Dub Raider Q. I had an Eddie Jones Laker jersey when he wore number twenty five. When did he switch to six? He switched to six. I'm gonna look this up right now. Yeah, I don't remember because he wore. He, I know he wore number six. When did he switch to twenty five? Was that his? That must have been early in his career. Big Dub Raider, hit me back. That must have been early in his career because I know I know he he rocked number six because that was my hoop it up number, and that's the reason why I was wearing it was because of Eddie Jones. I was deathly afraid of wearing twenty three. I wanted nothing to do with that number. There's too much expectations that come with that number, so I thought six is a great number. Uh, Sir Whiskey Ray, as a Laker fan, I was a big Eddie Jones fan out of Temple. Yep, he was on that Chaney team. I still have a Nike poster of him. You serious? They had a Nike poster of Eddie Jones? That's awesome. Jason Kidd and Garnett, it's sick. I was upset when he did get traded. Oh, oh man, that broke my heart. There you go. There you go. I didn't know there were so many Eddie Jones fans, but when did he switch his number? When did he, When was his number 25? Uh, beginning of his career, there the first you go. two years. That's what. It, okay. First, so maybe he was just like, "Yo, I'm a number six guy. Just gotta wait till number six comes free." Yeah, no, that makes sense. I just, I, I didn't realize that he was number twenty five. Man, we're getting all these texts about uh, Eddie Jones. Jose just uh, tweeted at us. I loved EJ. Man, I didn't realize there were so many Eddie Jones fans. Now you know. Eddie Jones. Shout out to Eddie Jones. We're gonna get old school Eddie Jones on the show. That's one of my goals now. Shout out to Eddie Jones asking what the hell's wrong with the Lakers these days. They stink. Yeah, they could use a guy like Eddie Jones. They could use like 12 Eddie Jones. They got a bunch of they got a bunch of dudes at Rutgers Park that don't belong at Rutgers Park no more. Yeah, but LeBron's still trying to put up 30 no matter he what. He has to. Hell, he's got to score 50 to win. Yeah, I think it was a stat. They're 0-8 in every game since the All-Star break that he doesn't score 50. And it's and they've only won two games. Yeah, so those two, two games, games went for fifty something points. Three forty is the time. We'll come back. We'll close out the show. Light them up. I want your calls. I want your texts. Let me know. There's one move that the Raiders can make. What do you want it to be? Hit us up and let us know. 702-365-9200. And do you have a sports purchase that you made that you thought was good and it turned out to be boo boo? Three forty is the time. This is Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q.
Last time that I checked, okay. Okay. We talked about old school Eddie Jones. I found out a lot of things in that last segment that a lot of folks really had love for Eddie Jones. So shout out to you. You wouldn't believe how many text messages we got and tweets we got in the commercial break about Eddie Jones. I had no idea. I thought I was in my own little fan club by myself. Clearly, I was wrong. But shout out to Eddie Jones. We're going to work on getting him on the show. First, I got to locate him. I don't think he's on Twitter, but I'm working on it. Yeah, you know them old heads. They don't need it. Hey, man. You're right about that. It's a good place to stay away from, but I'm going to find him, and we're going to get him on the show at some point to talk about. Who cares? Just Eddie Jones is on the show. Uh, I did want to pass along that the compensatory picks have been released around the NFL. They they put this out, and they gave out 39 of them, and the Raiders received zero. And right now you're wondering, why? How come the Raiders didn't get compensatory picks? Because it's a math formula, and it has to do with how many free agents you lost as opposed to how many free agents you sign, how much playing time they had, and all I mean there's a lot of it's a it's a like I said, it's a long math problem. And the Raiders traditionally end up signing more draft picks than they end up losing. So that's why and a lot of people pointed out to Tack McKinley, well, I thought, you know, the Raiders were gonna get a comp pick because of Tack. No, because they ended up signing way more free agents than they lost. So that's a lot of it that has to do with it. So just know that the Raiders did not get any compensatory picks, so they won't have any extra love when it comes to uh, the draft up in April. Matter of fact, uh, let me see real quick. I'll tell you the team that got the most. Uh, Looks like... Oh, no. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, no, I have to go back and look. Oh, here we go. Uh, The Chargers got four. The Rams got four. The Rams always get, because look, look how many teams go and sign free agents uh, off the Rams squad, including the Raiders. The Rams got four. The Chargers got four. I was a total of 32. Excuse me. Not 39. It was 32 draft pick or compensatory picks. Um, Arizona got three. Detroit got three. San Fran got three. Baltimore got two. Dallas got two. Green Bay got two. Indy got two. Tennessee got two. Falcons got one. KC got one. The Saints got one. Pittsburgh got one. And Tampa Bay got one. So there you go. Those are the draft picks right there. Or those are the compensatory picks. And they're round three, round four, round five, round six, and round seven. So uh, no, obviously no first or second rounds. But there you go. Compensatory picks, Raiders get zero. Now we're going to try to get as many calls in to close out this show. Who we got up first, uh, DeMond? We got ABA, Ivan Davis? Yep, yep. All right, ABA, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for my call. Man, I was yelling, man. What you heard was silent. And I'm going, Q, Q. My bad. Yep, but anyway, uh, the first thing, a couple of purchases I think was messed up. One was the uh, A's tickets on my birthday. Every time I went to the A's game on my birthday, we got blew out. Like a dummy every year, I kept buying the tickets, thinking things was going to change, and every year we get blowed out. And so uh, that one I regret. And the other one is the Randy Moss uh, jersey. Right. I bought one of those, too. And I can't even give that away. Man, here, please. No. I'm like, man. I mean, just, I can't even, I, seriously, I can't even give it away. They're like, why you got that? I'm right. like, oh, man. Man, the other one is a move that we would make, okay, is uh, I think we should trade the first move up to number 10. I don't think there's much of a choice as far as I'm concerned. Make sure we get Sauce Gardner. Oh. I mean, somebody... Somebody, I mean, you got to, you got, you got to, got, now you really got to lock folks up. Right. Okay. And so the defense has to be, the offensive line that has to be a priority and uh, the defense. Um, so our thing is if the defense is going to improve, you can't score neither. So I guess we're going to be winning games three to nothing or something like that. 
But uh, and so that's probably the last weapon we got to. We probably have an advantage over everybody in our division is is the field goal kicker. Okay, and uh, last thing, uh, our uh, look like that defense that the Giants been, is going to play. Uh, my semi-pro team I played for been playing it for years. A multiple defense. You're going to have to be the players are going to have to be smart because we used to whatever formation they came out on. We had a defense for. We had silver. We had orange, which is uh, I think a cover four. No, blue was cover four. Uh, no, blue was cover two. Orange was cover four. <laughs> Red was cover three. And so it depends on what formation the offense came out on. We had a defense four, and what it does is suffocates the offense. They and, and we would disguise it. It might look like a cover three, and it's something else. Right. Okay. So that takes intelligent, intelligent. Uh, defensive players. So I can understand why some of these players they're letting go and not going after because it's going to take a certain type of player uh, to play for the uh, New England Patriots. They're smart first, you know, athletic ability second. All right. Okay, hey, but anyway, good thanks st- for the call, man. I no doubt. It. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, yeah, and that's one thing that Patrick Graham said last week. You know, he's looking for he's looking for some uh, versatile guys. He's looking for smart, intelligent players uh, and guys that are good. Guys that can go out there and get it done. Uh, so there, there you go. Uh, just got a tweet. Raider fans, you can't complain about not getting comp picks and not going on a free agent sovereign spree at the same time. Um. Okay. Well, they don't really – I mean, they do have – I kind of understand what the tweet's saying. I guess they're saying that, hey, if you want a free agent shopping spree, then they're not going to get comp picks because, again, you have to – you only get comp picks when you don't when you don't uh, get as many uh, free agents as you as you lose. So I, I think that's what that tweet means. That's cool. I like that. Uh, how about we go out to the Rare Nation listener line and talk to Slow Jams. James, you're now on the Slow Jam Hour. What's going on, my man? What's happening, fellas? How y'all doing? <laughs> We're doing fine. We're doing fine. All right. All right. All right. Hey, listen, uh, real quick. I know we're right up against it. Um, my impact player is not going to be a very popular impact player, but I've said this pretty much all season that the offense will only be as good as the offensive line allows us to be. And I did see that the Bills recently released Darrell Williams. And, in, and from, for my money, I think he'd be a solid plug-in starter at right tackle. If we didn't go the Trent Brown route, um, I really am a huge fan of Darrell Williams, so I, that would be my pick. Um, and also, being from Southern California, I am a huge Laker fan. Shout out to Gangster Raider. I know he's a Clipper fan. I didn't know they existed, but um, <laughs> but, but, but but I will just say that um, I, I was a huge Eddie Jones fan. Nice. I mean, on both sides of the court, he was as great a scorer as he was a defender. Mm-hmm. He was a pleasure to watch. And then the the one purchase that I that I wish I'd ever made, um, I bought a a uh, a Kirk Morrison jersey after Ooh. he had already after he had already been traded or or moved on. Yeah. Now the reason I bought it afterwards because I knew it was going to be on sale. So uh, I, <laughs> I bought it, and, <laughs> and my intention of buying it was to give it to this girl for Valentine's Day because, you know, they look good in, in Jersey. Um, so, you know, I sent all that stuff up, and we broke up like three days later. So, and the only thing I kept saying was, man, I wish I had the jersey back, or I, I, I wish I never even bought that jersey. So for me, I, it's kind of weird, but that's the worst sports purchase I ever made because now every time I see that jersey, I think of that person, and 
I just can't handle crazy. So wow, there you go. There it is, <laughs> Slow Jams James. Thank you for that. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll have Kirk Morrison <laughs> off top. Thought you were going to say the girl who got the jersey. Her too. <laughs> I want to know. Did she remind you of a linebacker? I'm just saying. I mean, because I don't really normally. Well, no, I do. No, no, no. No, I'm serious. Like, did she remind him of a linebacker? What are you trying to say here? I'm trying to say Kirk Morrison's a linebacker. Come on now. Come on, buddy. What you. I'm Slow Jam James needs to get back on the air and defend himself. No, Slow Jam James, he shouldn't have bought her a jersey. He should have done some Slow Jams for her. Should have played some Jodeci. Might have worked out a little bit better. Dang, now Q's going to give you the play-by-play of how you messed up. Yeah. I mean, how you gonna get a how you going to get your girl a jersey of a guy who just got moved on from? I mean, he went to Buffalo. That was that was the year that uh, Rolando McClain was drafted. As soon as Rolando McClain was drafted, then Kirk Morrison was out of there. I was pretty upset by that. I really was. Even though I was excited by Rolando McClain, I did not want to see Captain Kirk go. Dr. Jen, she has a Richie Incognito jersey. I never understood that. I was like, is that? I remember saw her at the M Resort when we had the playoff game. Remember when the Raiders played the, the Bengals and we were there? Of course. And we hosted it. Dr. Jen came walking in with a damn uh, Richie Incognito jersey on. I said, is that a Richie Incognito jersey? She said, yeah. Well, how the hell did you get that in girl size? Like, I've never seen a Richie Incognito jersey in a female size. I, to be honest, I ain't never really seen people rocking offensive linemen jerseys like that. That's what I'm like saying. That. So shout out to Dr. Jen. She, you know, she was on her own. She was on her own thing. But I just, I just never seen, I never seen a female rocking an offensive lineman jersey. I mean, I really don't. I've seen wide receiver jerseys, quarterback jerseys all the time, running backs. I don't think I've ever seen a, a young lady rock a offensive line. Now I know that there was a lot of Khalil Mack jerseys out there, so I could I, I can I could roll with that, and that's that's the same. Oh, but defensive as, linemen are different. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Defensive linemen are a little different. Sacks are cool. <laughs> yeah, sacks are cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty seconds. <laughs> as Vinny Montsignor walks in, what you know about Eddie Jones, man? You know anything about Eddie Jones? Like Randy Jones? Yeah. Oh, of course. He was Kobe. He was kind. I wouldn't say Kobe, but he was. He played a big role in Kobe's development. Uh, Philadelphia, <laughs> Temple University, lottery pick. Yes, everyone loved Easy Eddie. I had no idea that there were so many fans of Eddie Jones, but shout out to him. I love it. In the huddles up next, Vinny Bonsignor, 4 to 6 p.m. here on Radio Nation Radio 920.